process uh, for conversation design. The next thing after you think about uh, your users and if it is like right for you to build a conversational experience is thinking about personality or persona of your uh, voice assistant. Hi everyone. Thanks for tuning into Notes of Design. To help support our mission spread knowledge, we have a very special guest on today's episode. Let's welcome Shiva Jaini. He has over 10 plus years of professional and research experience and 6 years of academic experience in product design and human computer interaction. Currently, Shiva is working as senior staff design manager at Google and previously worked as staff user experience designer at YouTube and Yahoo. He is also a keynote speaker at various occasions and also holds 13 patents on his name. In this episode, Shiva had shared great insights on designing for conversational experience. experiences where we discussed on what exactly are conversational experience and how different is it from other form of interactions that we do with these devices and what are the various process and approach that one must follow while designing for this conversational experience and integrate the factor of seamless experience across all the multi channels the later part we discuss on how to design a character for these scenarios and make it feel like human while interacting with these devices and also what are the various limitations that one must keep in mind while thinking of designing for conversational experiences hope you guys enjoy this episode. episode and on every friday we release new episodes with different creative leaders from around the world to help you better understand different concepts related to design so don't forget to tune in into notes of design every friday with that being said happy designing everyone Hi Shiva, welcome to Notes of Design. It's pleasure hosting you today on our show. Same here. Thank you. So Shiva, how's your day going? It's been good. Uh, yeah, like it's morning time here, so uh, <laughs> yeah, just like had breakfast and uh, you know uh, getting ready for the day. Wonderful, Shiva. If you could give a brief about yourself to our audience out there. Yeah. So I'm a product design manager at Google, um, and I manage team of designers and researchers. And I've been at Google like for nine plus years now. Um, and i worked on a variety of like uh, product areas i started with youtube on the founding team for youtube kids and i've been you know uh, then moved on to uh, work on uh, conversational assistants uh, first as a part of a, a startup team that i founded um, in uh, an incubator within google called area 120 um, and then our team like we joined the google assistant team um, to work on like smart displays over the last uh, close to two years now i've been uh, working on uh, another product area that's called uh, the geo enterprise team uh, working at uh, transportation and other verticals I I consider like myself like a design generalist uh, and emphasize on my team like having a strategic impact um I like to work on like you know system design problems and you know use the power of design to tell stories thank you so much sir so what was your journey into design and how did you start what are your tips to the beginners <laughs> that you want to suggest yeah so my uh, entry into design was a very happy accident uh, initially like how i got into design wasn't like uh, very intentional i gave the the joint entrance exam for like iits um, and as i was preparing or like trying to figure out uh, which undergrad program to uh, get into i learned about like the design uh, program at IIT Guwahati and uh, the the program description had like things like you know uh, animation visual communication uh, things like that which all sounded like fascinating uh, but i realized like this is like 
uh, one of the very few undergraduate programs in design. Um, I had no idea like what to expect. Uh, so I, I thought I was taking a risk, but from you know that point onwards, like once I joined in the program, loved like uh, you know the, the the field of design, uh, and there was no looking back from there. I think like for yeah, like it depends like um, at what point um, in your career that you are in. Uh, but like for young students like who are still getting into uh, an undergraduate program, for example, uh, if they're interested in getting into design, I would suggest yeah, getting into a program you know that uh, that provides them the skills and. And, uh, exposure to look at like problems um, from a holistic point of view. So any program like that, uh, that's a multidisciplinary in nature um, would be, uh, you know, important, I think. Um, and I think like, you know, um, looking back at my undergraduate uh, program, I think, you know, surrounding yourself like with people uh, that, uh, that can broaden your thinking around um, what you as a designer can achieve and can help you identify like what's your true calling, um, you know, even within design like there are a lot of specializations but I think like to begin with uh, you should have a strong um, you know well-rounded uh, base to develop and then you can figure out okay you know I might want to specialize in this area of design for example I think like, yeah the, the, the beauty about like the design field is like folks from any background can enter into it uh, and thrive in it um, as long as like you have the you know the curiosity like the intellectual curiosity and um, uh, analytical abilities I think are important and having empathy uh, right like uh, being able to empathize with others like who you're building for is like really important um, so having empathy and creativity um, and this like natural curiosity I think are uh, you know key things like that uh, that are important like to be a successful designer Thank you so much, Shiva. So let's begin our discussion today on designing for conversational experiences. So basically, mm-hmm. what what are conversational experiences and how different is it from other backgrounds? Yeah, um, I think, uh, you know, conversational experiences are those where we as humans are interacting with like computing systems um, or machines, right? Uh, in a natural, you know, bi-directional manner. But because like, you know, the technology is still in early stages, like we have to carefully curate the experiences uh, to some extent. And, you know, one of the, I guess, like the key motivations behind uh, conversational, you know, uh, experiences is, um, is that like more an experience is like leverages human conversation that, uh, you know, people develop since their childhood, the less they have to be taught uh, on like how to use the system. No matter like what technology it is, like uh, there is this like learning um, uh, barrier uh, that you have to overcome. But like, uh, what's exciting about conversational design is anybody who can, you know, communicate uh, in a human way um, can make a use of the system and um, get their job jobs done. So uh, that's exciting about it. I think, like, with, within conversational experiences, uh, there are different kinds, right? Like, and mostly defined by the communication modalities that you uh, use. Uh, so you could have like uh, text-based uh, conversational design, uh, for example, like chatbots that you might use. There could be like voice-only uh, conversations. Uh, so there are devices like the smart speakers, and there are like many like voice-first experiences uh, so for example assistant on your phone is you you know you trigger it uh, but then like it's all like voice first experience uh, even though there is a screen and there is a you know uh, a communication happening through the screen as well and smart speakers uh, you know smart displays uh, right like um, those that are ambiently you know active and like kind of like listening for um, uh, your commands so on um, so and, and I think uh, you know when it comes to 
how conversational design is, uh, whether it's different from other disciplines or not. I think they're definitely different uh, from like your, uh, you know, web design or mobile design. But depending on the modality that you're designing for, leverage is uh, some of the same principles that that you you know that you use for other uh, design disciplines, right? Including uh, voice interface design, interaction design, visual design, uh, motion design, audio or sound branding, and I think like the other key important discipline that uh, that's really useful or like critical for conversation design is uh, UX writing, with the copywriting and uh, the uh, content strategy part of it. Thank you so much, Shiva, for helping us break it down so easily. So what is the process or approach you follow while designing for this conversational experiences? And how do you integrate the seamless factor of uh, using it across different multi-channels? Um, yeah, so I think like first and foremost, right, like it, it's important like for you to determine like if conversation design is the right fit, like for the experience that you want to build. And my experience like designing in this space is mostly with like voice first experiences. So yeah, like some of my responses might be more uh, based on that experience. But um, the question I always like start with is how does like voice add value is um uh, is it the best modality uh, taking into account uh, the users, uh, target users, their context, their uh, limitations or abilities, um, their goals? Um, so you should, I think, like first start with like uh, focusing on your users. Uh, who are they? What are their goals and key use cases? What is the context that they are in? Uh, for example, like what... Uh, you know, me and my team like focused on uh, was building an assistant for your kitchen that uh, that will help make your life in the kitchen like stress-free, mess-free and fun. A few of the use cases like we wanted to support include like help me decide like what's for dinner or like help me, you know, uh, decide what to cook, you know, help me track uh, the food that I have uh, and help me, you know, um, buy groceries or stuff that I don't have and lastly but importantly like help me cook the dish I wish to and in the context is like you know you are often like multitasking when you're in a kitchen um, you're stressed about like uh, you know uh, often like trying to figure out last minute like what to like make for dinner and we wanted to kind of help us solve that uh, by having this like ambient like audio visual assistant um, that can like recommend uh, dishes for you based on your uh, cuisine and diet preferences and uh, your past history and all that and uh, yeah so i think like the, the first thing i would start with is like focus on who you are uh, building it for and what it is like uh, that they are trying to do um, and going back to that right uh, i mean very similar to how you might approach any product design uh, but uh, i think like even with uh, conversation like design so the key thing is like you know voice is good at certain things um, and uh, it's good like when you know it's good for like speed uh, simplicity and um, when you're like trying to multitask for example uh, you know when your you know hands are busy or full whether it is driving or cooking having um, a, a assistant like that you can talk to uh, to set a timer rather than having to set timers with your messy fingers or ask for the next step in a recipe that you might be following so these are all things that are important to take into consideration and i think like yeah like in terms of like the process uh, for conversation design uh, the next thing after you think about uh, your users and if it is like right for you to build a conversational experience is you know thinking about personality or persona of your uh, voice assistant 
and 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 it should reflect your like uh, brand's value and mission. And it's also like you know context based, right? Like uh, and the personality that uh, you might want to build for a you know fitness coach or fitness assistant would be very different from like a banking assistant or kitchen assistant, right? Um, so you, you'd have to spend some time thinking about like uh, what's the tone and personality that I might want to give uh, to to the assistant. Um, that will dictate like how you might craft the dialogues or um, define like how the assistant might respond. Yeah. So once you have um, spent some time thinking about the persona, then uh, I think like you move on to the next stage of like uh, drafting like high level dialogues. You're almost like uh, writing a movie script of like, you know, this is the dialogue uh, that I might start with and like the, how the system might respond. And, and and this is important because you, as I mentioned, like uh, because the technology is still nascent unless you carefully curate the experience uh, by crafting the dialogues uh, it's easy to wear off and you know go into dead ends uh, where you might have to start over again or um, so yeah like paying attention to like what are the key use cases that I'm trying to build for and then crafting the dialogues that you and the system like you as a user uh, and the system might communicate with and once you have the high level flows mapped out uh, in the last two three years like the number of prototyping tools that are available uh, for like voice design conversation design uh, have you know uh, grown and matured quite a bit uh, so there are tools like uh, voice flow or uh, adobe xt uh, part of the creative suite uh, bot society and so on uh, that you can use to create early stage prototypes uh, and i think like uh, one thing to stress on is like it's really important to test and iterate uh, on the dialogues and the conversational experience uh, with your end users as soon as possible uh, as early in the process as possible um because uh, like that that you know that opens up your team and like you to kind of like learn what are all the other ways like that uh, you know your end users might uh, interact with your system so yeah like those user studies will all also help you kind of identify what are like uh, potential uh, detours like that uh, people might take incorporate those use cases into the the dialogue setup and also you know the the last stage would be like thinking about a variety of like long tail use cases and and also like from a response point of view you know the, the in conversational like in most assistant like um design languages like there is this thing called intents and by like what's an intent is that you are you you're essentially like thinking about uh, the responses like possible responses that a user might say to a question uh, for example like do you like ice cream and the user might say yes no and then like you need to tell the system like uh, if the user says yes uh, do this if the user says no do this but then also like uh, train the uh, language model like with similar similar phrases right rather than yes or no you might say i love ice cream or uh, oh no i i don't like ice cream or uh, yeah or no like you know there are a variety of ways like people express so capturing each of these intents and like the training phrases uh, uh, for like the different uh, responses um, will help prevent uh, errors uh, from happening and even if like you spend time like thinking through the possible intents the training phases like errors still occur um so uh, ensuring that the assistant is able to handle errors effectively uh, communicate like limitations appropriately uh, 
uh, is also like important. So these are all like uh, some of the things that uh, I would you know go through in, in terms of like the design process. Thank you so much, Shiva. So how do you deal the factor of accessibility here in these sort of situations? Yeah, I think like uh, that's where like the user understanding of like users and uh, their limitations, abilities are important and uh, the modalities, right? Like, you know, does the user have uh, or like is the user expected to have a screen in front of them like while you're interacting um, or like, uh, you know, even in the case of like smart displays, uh, you can't just like cut off on some of the audio or like the dialogue by assuming that um, the user would be just looking at the screen, right? Um, they might be busy cooking something. Um, so it's important to have uh, some of the voice prompts to come uh, come through uh, uh, and not just solely rely on like the display to communicate uh, the uh, the response right so yeah like modalities the user's abilities and uh, the context and limitations uh, these, these are all important to take into consideration thank you shiva so how do you design a character for these scenarios that feels like a human while interacting with it so sometimes if you see a website and yeah. i'm chatting with a chatbot and all of a sudden it <laughs> feels like it's a bot so but there are a few instances where it doesn't feel like it's a bot so how do you make sure that it doesn't feel like a bot yeah I think like it's about like how you craft the responses, right? Like how do you, how do you craft the dialogue? Um, so that's why like copywriting is really important. Um, first, I think like as I was like telling earlier, defining the persona of your assistant, um, that's representative of your like brand's values is 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 the first part, and like that persona should kind of like uh, dictate like how the the tone of the responses uh, that you would have system kind of like provide uh, is also impacted. So one of the things that I usually start with is, uh, you know, when it comes to defining the persona, like try to define the characteristics uh, of the assistant. That assistant was a human. How do you describe the assistant, right? Like, uh, is it funny, friendly, confident, you know, somebody trustworthy? And, and like the, the responses uh, the language and the tone uh, will change based on if you're funny versus um, you know professional and I think like that's key to making sure like feels natural uh, and, and doesn't feel like you know you're talking to a bot uh, yeah so as I was you know telling earlier right like uh, if you're building a you know fitness assistant uh, maybe the assistant needs to bring uh, the personality of a fitness coach um, so it needs to be energetic encouraging you know maybe like the, the person needs to be not knowledgeable and you know for uh, for a banking assistant like maybe this needs to have a personality of a uh, banking professional that's trustworthy you know uh, that uh, from a privacy standpoint like you can kind of like develop the trust to provide uh, sensitive information uh, to the to the bot yeah so yeah these are all i think uh, things that would um, uh, help develop artificial assistance um, that are more natural. So what are the limitations to keep in mind while designing for these sort of experiences? And what do you think is the future of conversational design going forward? In terms of like technical capabilities, right? Like we are still um, scratching the surface. It's it's awesome and exciting like to see like the early traction we're having, like with especially like some use cases. But I think like each modality by its own has its own limitations, right? And it's not appropriate like for uh, to force fit like a certain modality uh, by itself uh, for all use cases. So for example, like, you know, if you think about like voice only experiences, um, it's not great uh, uh, when you know you need to read a menu of options or <laughs> uh, you need to help like 
you know uh, users decide between uh, you know uh, uh, compare easily like without like visuals like you might it might not be easy for like, for you to pick which uh, which top or like which uh, you know uh, t-shirt you might want to choose from right so you have to understand like the limitations of each of the moralities um, but i think like the future of conversational design is going to be more and more multimodal I think like what's been like fascinating for me over the last, uh, I guess like two to three years is how conversational assistants have been um, used in like various contexts. For example, like, uh, you know, Google smart speakers uh, or like smart displays um, are being used in hotel concierges, right? Like often like, you know, there will be travelers who don't speak your native language um, by having this interpreter um, that's, you know, that's there to help drive the communication between, you know, two different language speaking people is, is an awesome, like, uh, use case, right? Like for um, how conversational uh, design is able to help um, reduce the barriers. Um, similarly, I think, um, you know, uh, I'm seeing a lot of like interesting startups uh, in the space uh, that's focused on building assistance for doctors, um, for, uh, you know, uh, enterprises, you know, and also like when, when you're in the car, for example, in, in all the cases like where uh, your, your hands are busy and voice is faster um, than having to, you know, uh, pull out your phone and like tap on things and so on. And then there are like, uh, you know, um, interesting, like uh, inspiring kind of like, you know, examples are uh, I'm seeing in the, you know, markets such as India, for example, where uh, Google Assistant is integrated into like the geo phones and, you know, millions of people like who are coming online via smartphones uh, for the first time each day for them like uh, seeing how an assistant is able to reduce the barrier of like uh, you know uh, exploring technology making use of it um, in their daily lives uh, is uh, is fascinating to see thank you so much Shiva. so on a concluding note we would love to hear from you three favorite books of yours and also three people who inspire you the most in this ecosystem <laughs> yeah yeah, I'm not a great reader of books, but listen to podcasts, like I read blogs a lot. You can share a few resources uh, that way. Um, so Voicebot.ai um, is a, uh, like hosts like a podcast uh, that invites a lot of like startup founders uh, operating in space and many inspiring, exciting startups uh, to check out. Um, so if you're curious about like the use cases that uh, people are applying conversation design to solve and like reduce barriers and um, improve people's productivity and so on, like that, that's a, a great uh, podcast to check out. And when it comes to best practices and principles around good conversation design, Google has put out like design guidelines um, that can be a great resource like for beginners in the field. And uh, there are also like, uh, you know, blogs uh, by cat people, uh, Cheryl Platts. Uh, Cheryl Platts is like a, convers a conversation design primer uh, for, it could be a great resource like for beginners uh, who want to understand like the technology behind um, conversational design, the limitations, possibilities, and so on. In terms of like uh, people uh, in, uh, in companies and people in the space. I find a few startups like uh, Suki. Um, Suki is a digital assistant for uh, uh, doctors uh, that uh, removes the burden of like um, transcribing like uh, notes uh, around, uh, you know, 
patient history and like all that. Also seen like recently uh, in between of like uh, conversation design and, uh, uh, you know, typical interaction design in the form of like assistive uh, UX design with voice. So a couple of uh, uh, products in the space are, you know, I don't know if you've heard about this uh, app uh, called Bolo. Uh, it's it's uh, It helps like with improving like reading uh, for young readers, uh, like kids and so on. And uh, the, the, it's not like fully conversational, um, but it's very assistive in that uh, it's able to understand what you're speaking uh, and provide uh, guidance and corrections in a real-time conversational way. Similarly, like uh, there is a startup called uh, Genie, um, Genie.ai, and uh, they are uh, creating uh, uh, an assistant uh, for helping, um, you know, people who are new to the internet, who don't have the confidence and who want to, like who always have to rely on their kids or people who are more experienced to uh, do transactions transactions online they built an assistant like that will help uh, walk through uh, the steps that you need to do like for example like to fill out a form or like to make a payment they built out this assistant uh, plugin like that uh, any app developer can integrate into their apps you know it will help uh, especially like in markets like india uh, where there are a lot of like uh, new people coming online for the first time, uh, it will help reduce the barriers of adoption of technology and uh, improve confidence in technology usage. Um, so these are all like uh, some of the uh, you know companies and products and uh, people in the space that uh, that I have uh, been like, fascinated by in the last uh, couple of years. Thank you so much, Yuva, for your wonderful time. And we would love to host you again in our upcoming episodes. Absolutely. I would love to participate. It's been a pleasure.